The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas with Mr. Vegas himself, Steve Fezzik, at Fezzik Sports on Twitter, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football betting. And we are lucky enough to have him here on the podcast. A lot to get to today including NBA playoff preview NFL draft bets Heisman odds and no matter what it is that you want to bet there's only one place to go and that is betdsi.com the key is you use the code Tucker15 A so they know I sent you and B so you get a free $15 nothing wrong with that plus they 100% match whatever you deposit so that's pretty darn cool as well. Again, bet DSI. Just make sure you use that code Tucker15. Uh, I should probably tell you, I'm Ross Tucker. Played in the NFL for a while. You can check me out on Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL. If you're a Facebook only person, it's facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. A lot to get to today, Steve. Three real categories. We're going to dive into. I want to save the football a little bit. So let's start with the NBA playoff preview. And the best way, whether it's NBA or NHL, to bet teams, series, whatever, once you get to the postseason. Yeah, and just a quick note on the NBA wrap up. What a contrast, Ross. We love week 17 in the NFL. All the games start at the same time, if possible. So many playoff implications. And in the NBA, by contrast, teams sitting their players, not even playing the last night, really, really embarrassing for the league. Yeah, that's been a big, big topic. You know, I, I wonder what that does to people betting those games. I mean, if you're the first one to find out that certain guys aren't playing, there's got to be a lot of value in that, right? Oh, absolutely. There was a game, just every Cleveland Cavalier game down the stretch, there's that game against Miami they played. They, all these games have huge line moves with or without LeBron because he's worth about eight points. And so Miami opens up minus two. They go up to minus 11. No Kyrie. 
no LeBron, and Miami wins by three. So if you had the news before anybody else, you got to win. If you got there late, you wound up losing with them. But um, really shocked that Cleveland, with the number one seed on the line, could be so lackadaisical about trying to wrap it up and, and go ahead and, and rest LeBron down the stretch here. And the a lot a lot of people in the media are saying, well, it's just you know one home field advantage, one game if the one plays the two, uh, Boston, Cleveland. But what they're missing is that the Toronto Raptors are the number three seed, and they are much better than anyone else not named Cleveland in the East. You don't want any part of them and Cleveland should have looked to avoid them. That's going to be a really, really good series in the second round in the East. Steve, you mentioned that LeBron's worth eight points. Just out of curiosity, what other NBA players are worth multiple points? Wow. Um, I would say that um, Kevin Durant is worth four. Uh, Curry is worth about three and a half, is off the top of my head. Um, Anthony Davis, New Orleans, he's worth about four points. Um, there are certain guys that the public thinks is are worth a lot. Westbrook is worth about three or four points. I'd say four points. So he's extremely important. This doesn't necessarily mean that they're the most valuable player either. It's just they're the most valuable person to their team when they're playing. Um, so like the Spurs have such a, a great team chemistry that no one player is probably worth more than three points for them. Um, but guys, like, I've, I've heard that um, Allen Iverson was, you know, for most of his career was only worth a point, and yet the perception was that he was worth three or four. Carmelo, I've heard people say New York is better without him, which is extreme, but he's only worth about one point, but the markets think he's, he's worth more. So it all depends, um, but the the high-octane, high-scoring player that doesn't play much defense is perceived to be worth a whole lot more than he really is. All right, well, let's get into it, Steve. In sports where they have series like this in the playoffs, like the NBA, like the NHL, are are there fool's bets that people should stay away from, and are there ones that are really, really good ones to get into? Yeah, I would look towards, and none of the lines are up yet for the NBA playoffs um, other than the futures markets, but I would look to avoid underdogs, of any substantial amount. We all remember Dikembe Mutombo holding the ball up in his hands when um, Denver upset Seattle. Um, but for the most part, seven-game series, there is no drama in the NBA playoffs. The better team wins, and when they don't win and there's an upset, usually it's because the two teams weren't that far apart to begin with, and then there's an injury. Example, uh, the Clippers lost to Portland last year when Chris Paul got hurt when they're up two games to zero. So for the most part, don't look for uh, upsets in the first round. Any team that's more than the 2-1 to underdog, it's really going to take a whole lot for them to win a series because the better team wins over a seven-game series. So the odds, the, the, the lines aren't out yet, so is there anything in the future, is there anything that you'd be comfortable placing a wager on now? I saw Toronto's 11-1 to to win the East. I think there's value there. I think that the Raptors are clear-cut the second-best team in the East, the Cavs' defense has been so bad since the All-Star break. I think that um, if Toronto can beat Cleveland, which is certainly a big task 
and they'll be the underdog. But if they win that series, I'm confident they'll win their opening round series. And I think if they win that series, that they'll certainly be able to get by Boston or whoever they would play in the finals. That's the one long shot I would look towards. But I still look at Golden State right now. I've got them 13 points better than an average team, Ross. The second best team in the NBA, San Antonio, they're seven points better. There's such a disparity. This is truly a dynasty superstar team. If Curry doesn't get hurt, if Draymond Green doesn't get suspended game five, um, Golden State wins, will be coming in off back-to-back titles, would have won four games to one against Cleveland last year, and they would be like minus 400 against the field to get their third straight world championship. But because they melted down the last three games, I actually think there's value on Golden State. Anything else NBA-wise, Steve, before we move on? Um, just the, the, the Golden State versus the field prop is back up to minus 185 Golden State. The field is plus 165. The field looks tempting, Ross. I would not touch the field right now. I, I've waffled on this. I like Golden State, then I didn't like them when Durant got hurt. All reports say Durant is looking A-OK and just fine. I think Golden State rolls, and minus 185 is back to being rather cheap. Let's get into some more odds, Steve. It's interesting. I, I don't even know that I knew you could you could bet on the draft, but evidently you can. So that's kind of a cool thing. You know, it's it's already an entertaining night, but you can make it even more entertaining by going to Bet DSI using the code Tucker fifteen and putting ten bucks, fifteen bucks, whatever on certain draft bets. What what are the bets that are available for the draft? Yeah, so you are correct. You couldn't use to bet bet in Vegas on the draft. They just changed the rule this year. So now you can't have props on any individual player, but you can make creative props about um, certain things, and we'll talk about several of them. Um, How many quarterbacks are going to get chosen in the first round over under three and a half? How many running backs? Two and a half. And they even had a prop at one place. Will a kicker be placed? When will the first kicker be taken? Rounds one through three or rounds four through seven? That's the one that's gotten the most movement, Ross, and I agree with this move. They're betting that a kicker won't be taken in rounds one through three. They're taking rounds four through seven. That's been bet down from minus 110 to minus 180. Everyone is saying after the disaster um, of Tampa Bay taking a a kicker in the second round, no NFL team is going to look stupid and take a kicker that early again. That's an interesting one. All right, what are the other ones that you like? You know, I think in terms of quarterbacks, the over three and a half, you get plus money. And I think it's worth a, uh, a flyer to go ahead and bet that. Again, plus $1.10. Um, the North Carolina quarterback's going to go in the first round. Uh, Mahomes, the Texas Tech quarterback, is going to go in the first round. And so now you've got Kaiser and Watson, and you need them to both go late in the first round. But I tell you, Ross, in the NFL, any non-quarterback is at most typically worth one point to a team's power rating. A good quarterback's worth six points. Teams recognize that. You don't have a quarterback, you don't have a team. And because of that, a lot of NFL organizations are willing to reach and take a guy that probably isn't going to pan out, but if he does, it is an absolute home run. Any other draft prop bets that that you like, Steve? You know, I like the um, the running backs over two and a half as well. you got to pay a little extra big. The book or the basic strategy for years was don't take a running back early on because they're a dime a dozen. They don't last very long. You can replace them. But this is a really, really 
blue chip year for running backs. Fournette's going very early. Cook from Florida State's going to go very early. So the real question is, is McCaffrey going to get taken in the first round? I wanted to ask you about this. Yes. How much do you think, how much do you think NFL organizations, when they're thinking about taking a McCaffrey late in the first round, think, you know what, it really doesn't matter, but we're going to sell a whole bunch more jerseys and more ticket sales if we, if we draft him instead of an offensive lineman and they go the way of sexy instead of more tried and true. I think that that absolutely is a factor for some teams, and I've noticed that over the years. I don't think it's typically a factor for teams that are picking at the end of round one because they're good teams. You know what I mean? Like, they're already good teams. They're already going ahead and drafting the best player to try to get back to the playoffs, try to get back to the Super Bowl. I think it's more likely, you know, when it's a bad team that – need some interest, you know, maybe the Browns drafting Johnny Manziel type of deal or top of the second round. I, I just think it's more likely that teams do it. Cause I'm, I'm convinced that, you know, there are teams that do those type of things. Because remember, for the longest time, Jerry Jones hated taking a lineman in the first round because he wanted, you know, somebody with a little flash. He wanted Des Bryant, you know, somebody that would sell a bunch of jerseys and stuff and get a bunch of attention. So, there are owners, I believe, that have a tough time uh, taking linemen in the first round when they know that it's a lot sexier, a lot more exciting if they take a skill guy. And I, I think it's possible, too, that what could happen is you might see one of these bad teams trade up to the end of the first round to try to get one of those guys. So that could happen to help you get that third running back selected. Um, anything else draft-wise, Steve, before we move on? I saw this just surprised me, is will there be more offensive or defensive players in the first round? And I thought it would be pretty close to pick them. I haven't done all my work. Defense is minus 5.5, and, and it shows that the NFL, despite the value of quarterbacks and, and, and some good running backs, Defense wins championships, and that's where most of the picks are going to be. You know, speaking of odds, I also wanted to get some of the Heisman odds. We don't talk a lot of college football here, but I've noticed that in the last week or so, you know, the Heisman odds have been a big topic of conversation. Are these sort of uh, the same type of needle in the haystack bets that you typically disdain? Not as much. They're needle in the haystacks, but, you know, the needle's easier to find. Um, We've got a college football expert at pregame, um, Brad Powers, that identified Lamar Jackson last year at 100 to 1. So you get get one right at 100 to 1, all of a sudden you're you're kind of free-rolling for the rest of your life. So because of that, and he's got a couple that I will pass on to your listeners here that he likes at, at big odds. The favorite, Sam Darnold. Can't complain about that. Going to be a star in the NFL. USC quarterback. He's five to one. Baker Mayfield, Oklahoma seven to one. Lamar Jackson is eight to one. JT Barrett, Ohio State ten to one. Uh, and then it, it, it trends on down from there. Mostly quarterbacks, but he's got two big underdogs, um, Ross, that uh, he thinks are worth a shot. Who are they? All right. First one, uh, Derwin James, Florida State, um, a defensive player is 100-1, to one, got hurt last year, didn't play all of last year, was absolute stud, 
Uh, defensive player hasn't won the Heisman but one time, and he thinks he could be the next Charles Woodson. He thinks he could do it. Um, so at 100 to one, he's taken a flyer with him. And Auburn's quarterback, there's actually a quarterback controversy. Sean White and um, Stidham are competing for the. Auburn quarterback job, and apparently Stidham just lit it up in the spring game. One of the beat writers there said it is a done deal. He's going to be the starting quarterback for Gus Malzahn. Auburn's going to put up a ton of points this year. Stidham, 50-1, to the Auburn likely starting quarterback. Got it. Okay, I kind of like um, I, I kind of like Saquon Barkley from Penn State. Um, you know, they, they finished with a flurry. He is a tremendous, tremendous player. What are his odds? His odds are twenty to one, and you know, no, there's no doubt that Penn State should have a monster good year. All that momentum going for them. So, um, with all these other quarterbacks um, competing against each other, I think you know a, a possibility of a running back and having a, a breakout year. He's certainly live. Do you bet Heisman odds sometimes? Do you, you think they're a good bet? Typically, no, but. After having missed out on Lamar Jackson last year, I'll, I'll, I'll admit I bet Stidham at, at fifty to one. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Um, he's under the radar. He's the transfer from Baylor, and I think I love the idea of getting a guy that is not even known to be the starter, and that's why he's got such bad odds. That after one or two good games, can suddenly vault into being the favorite, like Lamar Jackson did last year. Yeah, it's probably a smart way to go about it. The last thing I wanted to ask you about, Steve is some of the Super Bowl odds that are out there. Now, I know you typically don't like these. You'd rather do the win totals. Um, But there are some that are interesting out there. I know some people are intrigued by the Chargers at 80 to 1. There was a time, I think, when the Saints were 100 to 1. I'm now seeing them as 70 to 1. Let me ask some. Like the Patriots, 4 to 1, okay? It seems like there's a pretty good chance that they'll win it again. I mean, is that a good bet to put a thousand bucks or something on the Patriots? You know, everything is breaking right for the Patriots. I can't do it because I think that I'll. Normally, I would say I, I don't want to do it because I can just play the money lines and all their playoff games and do better. But you know what? I'm not so sure I can do better. They're going, going to become such a public team. Um, if you said, what's the probability the Patriots win again this year, I would have said like maybe 30%. So at four to one, it certainly looks like it may even be attractive. I'll say this about the chargers, uh, 80 to one. I'd love to bet 80 to win a dollar. If anyone's interested that the chargers won't win the super bowl, there is no way I understand everyone got hurt and they're going to be much better. In my opinion, there's no way you're going to go ahead and, relocate up to a soccer stadium in Los Angeles, have your crowd, your home crowd booing against you, not wanting you to be there and have a successful season, especially with some of those players who knows commuting back and forth part of the time, still living in San Diego and living out of an apartment, probably in LA. I think it's a terrible situation for the chargers. I wonder how much of, uh, of that dynamic is built into the price. I think it's easy to price the Chargers because you can make them 80 to 1, 150 to 1, or 40 to 1 because you're not letting people bet the other side, nor do you care because you could, if, even if they did, you could just hold the money for a year. So there's, there's no liability for the books. They can really hang any number because the Chargers aren't going to win the Super Bowl this coming year. Yeah, I think, uh, 
I think you're probably right. Um, I think that's it, Steve. I like it. We talked about four different things. Heisman odds. We got into NBA. We got into the draft odds. We got into some of the Super Bowl odds. We're going to keep it rolling each and every week, touching on a bunch of different topics and start to bring on some guests as well. And don't forget, we're giving you free money for those of you that haven't taken advantage of it yet. There's no catch. There's no string attached, nothing like that. Just go to BetDSI.com, use the code Tucker15, and you get a free $15, period. Other than that, I think we're done. Good luck, everybody. Hope you win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.